Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, everyone. I am so excited about this episode. I am here, Michelle Berman Michael, your host of Coffee and Questions, the podcast. And I am joined by a absolute badass of a female in this industry. I'm so excited to get to spend some time with her. But Chauncey Fam, constantly in the top three in recruiting with EXP. She's also known as the real estate ninja, I think is a good way of putting that. So I'm really, really excited to have her here. Um, We just recently met and I already just feel so connected to you. Female empowerment is a huge side of of who I am and what I like to do. So uh, Chauncey, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to my audience and let people get to know you on a personal side and then we'll dive into some goodness. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, it's been awesome just getting to know you over the last like week or so. And again, I feel the same way with women empowerment and uh, just felt a really strong connection with you because uh, you, like me, we are kind of you know dominating in our field and it's awesome. So a quick little tidbit about me. Uh, again, my name is Chauncey Pham. I'm a realtor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm not currently producing because I run a team of about 350 agents in 32 different states. I also run a flipping business with my husband. Uh, family capital partners here in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And uh, I'll share some news on uh, with you right now, but we uh, here recently just signed uh, and will be the newest cast uh, for an A&E show called Zombie House Flipping. Um, and so that's a, a new fun little venture that we have going on. Um, and, and other than that, you know, we have a mortgage company, you know, I'm, I'm really big with marketing. Um, but I would say, um, you know, if, if I had to sum up who I am is I'm a connector. Uh, I'm really good with connecting with people, uh, with connecting businesses, with connecting systems. Um, everything about me, uh, connection and connecting uh, would be the word. So really, really happy to come on and share everything that I know with your folks. I love it so much. And I feel like, isn't that what business is all about, right? Like just who do you, it's not necessarily um, who you know, but it's about the relationships you can make with the people that you do know. Um, And I think that that's kind of where the specialty lies. And and I love how you and I got connected by a dear friend of both of ours. And um, I think that it's just the start of it. And it's just so fun. But um, we have a really special conversation today that I'd love to have with you. And I talk to real estate agents and loan officers, I mean, literally all day, every day. And even on days that I don't want to, I still do. And one of the conversations that is always coming up is, Michelle, I really want to use my platform to recruit. And you know, obviously you've done an incredible job at doing that through your social, but you've done other things aside from recruit through your social, you know, I mean, I think just your presence and your influence is probably a huge part of the TV show you guys got and, you know, all kinds of other things as far as creating that connection. So I think the conversation, I think we should have around recruiting. And I also think if you want to, maybe we can do it twofold and talk a little bit about how you use your platform to create connections Uh, which is a huge part of of my methodology and what I teach. So um, why don't you talk to us about that and and how did you become one of the top three recruiting agents? You know, it's, it's, it's really hard to explain sometimes things that come naturally. Right. Um, I, I, I think that 
for me, I understood from the very beginning that social media was a tool, um, but that I needed to focus on the word social. Okay. And I think that far too many people use this tool in a way that they are simply selling. And that's something that Kyle Draper, our friend in common, um, says all the time, is that it's social media, not selling media. So from the very beginning um, of time, when I first started using this tool, I really wanted to focus on connecting with people and being relatable. And what I found is that when you are relatable um, and then you're also providing value, uh, then people will just simply come. And so that has been my methodology is, I've never just shared all of the wins of the business. I've never just constantly shown, you know, sold signs. And I had this many closings this month and I'm the top salesperson in the office. Um, I shared when I got fired. I shared when I took on a client that I knew I shouldn't have taken on and the horrible experience that I had with it. I've shared um, times that, you know, I should have been spending time with my kids and they're saying, mommy, 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 but I'm on the phone with a client almost in tears because I'm torn between talking to that client and actually dealing with my kid. And um, in doing that, what it did was it made me relatable to the consumer and to the people that were consuming my content. Um, and, you know, in between those uh, situations that I was sharing, and those stories that I would share, then I would also drop nuggets of value because that's that's what I'm here for, right? Like this is my business. Um, and so people just came. They felt uh, that they could relate to me, but they also felt that I had some sort of value that I could bring to their business. And because I was so relatable, they weren't afraid to reach out and ask questions. I was able to connect with them on a more personal level and they came. And I think that, um, you know, on the recruiting side and bringing people in and building up a team, um, a huge issue that people have in the mortgage industry and in the real estate industry is they're very, very transactional. And they try to treat recruiting like they treat bringing on clients. And that ain't it. Because realtors are not looking to change brokerages and realtors are not looking to change teams. They're looking to solve problems and they're looking to be heard and no one is listening to them and no one is solving problems because they're too busy selling. Um, and I think that has been the trick uh, for what I've done is I don't try to sell you. I almost reverse Jedi mind trick you <laughs> and we'll have a conversation with you and we'll flat out tell you, you know what? I'm not going to follow up with you. I'm not going to call and bug you. I'm not trying to recruit you. Like, I literally just want to answer your question. And if you find value in the conversation and you want to talk a little bit further, then reach out. Otherwise, holler at you. Talk to me later. And oftentimes they will come back and they're like, wow, like the way that you ended that conversation, I feel like I need to reach out to you. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of psychology that kind of goes into it. But ultimately, um, I'm just looking to solve people's problems, bring value in and do so in a way that's relatable. Well, and I think there's so many things I want to unpack there, right? And many people who are in my audience know that I struggled with postpartum depression after having my son. And I was super authentic about that situation and, um, and very transparent too. And, and part of it was, um, and maybe for those of you guys who might be listening to this for the first time, you know, I'm sure Chauncey, you've experienced something very similar to this, but you know, my husband and I moved all the way across the country two weeks after my son was born. We knew we were moving before my son even came out of my body. Um, so there was this whole, I have to pack my house and move across the country. My husband went from being, you know, full-time in the military to being medically retired to now going back to working for the military. And oh, by the way, like, we don't even know if my son's going to be here in time. And we had less than three weeks to go from, I had a baby to being in Louisiana 
Um, oh. My whole family is on the West Coast. My in-laws just recently moved to Dallas, Fort Worth. And, uh, you know, so there was that connection a little bit, but you're moving across the country with no family, no friends to a place you've never lived in, um, to a, a house you've never even stepped foot in before you had to buy it. And on top of it, I run a business, right? And I have four full-time employees and it's like, hi, I could use some help here, right? Um, oh, and by the way, I'm also a mom and I've never been a mom before. So there's so many things that go into what has happened in that piece. But the beautiful side of it is being willing to share it and having those conversations with people on social media. Um, again, being social, right? It's not just about talking about the roses things. There's things that go on that aren't so fun. But as you mentioned multiple times, it's about being relatable. And I, and I know I'm not alone in saying that I'm a mom and a business owner who's had postpartum depression. Um, and I think it makes your conversations more authentic. Um, but one of the things that you and I connected on so much when we first really got to know each other was what I call the three C's, right? Creating connection that leads to conversation that ultimately leads to conversion. Um, and you just explained that situation or that the strategy behind that beautifully, right? Which is, I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you want to buy, there is something to buy. Um, or in this case, something to do for you as far as transaction, moving brokerages or whatever. Um, but that's not why I do what I do. That's not why I put out content. Um, and I think I want you to touch on this piece because what happens when someone does call you, right? Someone does call you and say, I know you said you weren't recruiting, but like, I think I'd like to come to EXP with you or wherever, right? Um, how does that sales call go for you? If that's what you want to call it, how would you say it, it, it feels when you're doing it? Um, so every single call that someone books with me. So first of all, I'm kind of backing that up. I make myself very accessible. Um, I, you know, make myself accessible at the times that I am available, you know, to, to do those calls. My schedule is not wide open, but I have certain days and certain times that I am open for people to pick my brain. So literally, if you go to my YouTube channel, if you go to, um, Facebook, if you go to Instagram, any of my social media profiles, you can literally click a button and get on my calendar to pick my brain. So every one of those conversations starts the same exact way. Um, I say the same thing, which is, you know, thanks so much for booking the call. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, where you are in your real estate career and journey and ultimately what you are looking to get from this call. Same thing every single time, um, because I want to know a little bit about them and where they are. But more importantly, I want to know why the hell they're calling me, like what they are looking to get out of the call. I don't start it off with me trying to pitch them on something. Um, I want to know, you know, what they have. And sometimes people will, you know, pretty immediately say, you know, well, I've been watching you and I've been following you on social media. So what I'm looking to get out of this call is just, you know, more information about EXP. And I never even let it stop there. I dig a little bit further and I say, why? What? Why did you choose to have this conversation with me? And why are you looking, you know, at changing brokerages? Because again, my job is to get to the bottom of what their problems are and then show them how I can actually solve that problem. Because when you do that, you're not having to close people. They close themselves because what's the rule? If there isn't a problem, then there isn't a sale. And so on these quote unquote sales calls, I, I just make sure to really highlight problems. And then I focus on the solutions to those problems. And then they close themselves in the sales follow. Um, well, so that's, that's always the flow of my calls. I think, I think there's so much there. And I think people need to, if you're not following Chauncey on Instagram or any social media platform, irregardless, please go do so. But one of the things I would say about that is from taking the time myself, even to go down the rabbit hole of your account, 
I don't ever even feel like you're, you're pushing EXP down my throat, right? Which is something that a lot of people have a very hard time with if we're being very transparent, right? Um, yeah. I know countless, I mean, probably thousands of agents, honestly, who are so deterred by EXP because of the way that people go about kind of talking about it. Um, not mm -hmm. that they don't believe that it's a great brokerage or that it's a, a great model or that they can make a ton of money doing it or what that their rev share would be great or that they love the stock options, right? All of the things is that they don't right. like the way that it's pitched to them. Um, and I think that mm -hmm. what you just said is the solution to a lot of problems. If you are trying to use social media to generate a downline for EXP, there are ways to do it that do not involve let me word vomit about EXP and every single story <laughs> I post, every single post I put up. Um, and let's just talk about being in business and the problems that a normal business owner faces. And hello, if somebody likes the way that you solve that problem for John Doe down the road, they're going to call you, you know? Correct. A hundred percent. And that's, that's always been my philosophy. So, you know, I, the, the phone calls are never, ever, ever, um, about, you know, the end game of getting them on my team is really more about finding the rock in their shoe and then uncovering whatever solution it is. And then if they like that, then they, they come back for more. Um, and so, you know, you saying that a lot of people do the whole, like, you know, word vomit EXP and do the pitch on everything. I mean, I totally agree. And so, um, something I always say is, um, which I heard this somewhere, I think like on clubhouse one night, um, and someone was talking about potato chip marketing. And so it's just a coin that they termed saying, how ridiculous would it be if you saw someone at the park and they're yelling, hey, squirrels, come over here. I've got lots of snacks. Like you would literally think that they were a crazy person if they were yelling at the squirrels what they had and expecting the squirrels to come versus if that same person went with a bag of potato chips and they left crumbs, then eventually the squirrels would, would know that they were the source of what they wanted and they were the source of those crumbs. And eventually the squirrels would simply come. And that just really resonated with me. Um, and it stuck with kind of, you know, how I present opportunities to people. I will never yell at them what I think that they should know. And I will never yell at them what the benefits of what I'm trying to sell them, you know, is what I'm instead going to do is I'm going to drop crumbs of value. And eventually they will understand that I'm the source and they will either come or they won't. So let's, let's dive into this because most people, you know, that know me know I, I'm the creator of a course called the Instagram Power Method. I teach people how to build and generate or an organic following on Instagram that leads to leads coming to them, right? That's the whole premise of what I do and how I do it. Everything with the, the rooting being in the, in psychology, which you and I also resonated heavily on. Um, and what I want people to hear from you, because I know you do a great job of this, but I think it, it's important for other people to see it in action. Um, it, let's, let me just, or let, if you can just give us three examples, it doesn't even have to be three. If you can come up with three, great, um, of different types of content you could produce to leave the breadcrumbs or leave, you know, the potato chip crumbs, if you will, um, of how you can lead somebody to wanting to have that conversation with you. Um, so it's simple. I use the same four um, types of attraction-based posts, right? Um, which are simply going to be, number one, um, what questions do my target clients or my target market, the target consumer, what questions do they have? What are they Googling? And I'm going to put out answers to those questions. 
What frustrations and problems do they have is number two. So whatever my target client, a frustration that they have. So as, as a new agent, I can't get any attention from my broker or I don't know where to start or, um, you know, how do I choose the right brokerage? Or once I get a lead, what do I do with it? Or what questions do I ask when I get a lead? So, so frustrations that they may have, then I'm going to put out content that is the solution to that problem or frustration. Um, and then the last two are storytelling because storytelling obviously works very well, especially with video, with content online. Um, and the two types of storytelling that I use is nightmares and fairy tales. And so I'm either gonna tell a story that is a nightmare because someone did not come and work with me or use me for real estate services or what have you, um, or I'm gonna tell a fairy tale of someone that did and a success story um, that is proven. Those are the four that if you just stick with that, um, that your content period is going to attract people because you are, again, you're answering questions, you're solving problems, and then you're giving social proof by way of your stories of the reason why people should work with you um, and what happens if they don't. Well, and I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I have a feeling you'll agree with me on this one. Uh, if you are part of EXP and you're trying to build your downline, the way to do that is not by blasting all of the benefits of EXP in your stories every single day. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a huge part of this because the reality is whether it's EXP or not guys, if you know, Chauncey obviously works with EXP, but that it's irrelevant, right? It could be KW, it could be Berkshire, it could be anywhere, right? Um, if you're trying to build your brokerage or generate new agents that want to come work for you or with you, throwing numbers at the general public that's consuming your content means nothing to them, right? It, it, it literally does not resonate with them as the consumer. And so I, I literally am so aligned with this entire conversation or from your four pillars as part of this conversation. But uh, one of those things being solving pain points and it, or solving problems and addressing pain points. So let's talk about some of them, right? As a new agent, um, let's not even say new agent. As somebody who um, is really frustrated with their splits, right? They don't like the splits that they have at their current brokerage. They want to come to, or they want to potentially go to EXP with you, right? How would you storytell in a piece of content to make somebody realize that that wouldn't be their problem with you without saying, hey, if your problem is you don't like your splits, you should come to EXP. Um, I would, I focus a lot of my content on mindset. So for me, I would do probably a storytelling on how if you are a good business owner and um, you have your mindset in the right place as a business owner, uh, then you are less worried about things like commission, uh, commission splits um, and, you know, expenses, you know, that way. And you're more concerned with resources and ways to make more money um, and, you know, whether or not your brokerage has resources and tools for you to make more money. Um, because um, ultimately, you know, the split doesn't matter if your mindset is in the wrong place and you're not thinking like a business owner. It doesn't matter whether it's a 80-20 split or a 70-30 split or a 50-50 split. If you're not selling anything, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so understanding and having the mindset of um, understanding your bottom line, your return on your investment, um, I would probably go down a road of talking about that to make people say, hmm, like maybe it's not that I hate my split. Maybe I am just thinking about this all wrong. And you know what? I can book a call with Chauncey and like, you know, have a quick little chat with her because then I would leave that call to action in there is, hey, if you want to chat a little bit more about 
you know, adjusting your mindset um, in business to where you don't even have to worry about commission splits anymore, then like book a call with me below the link. And so I, I take things totally um, away typically from what the, the perceived problem is, because what I figured out is most of the time, what people perceive is their problem is not the real problem. Like your commission splits, not your problem is the fact you're, you're thinking still like an employee and you're penny pinching every dollar that you're getting on your paycheck, instead of figuring out how can the environment that I'm in actually level me up to make so much money that I don't even care about the split. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's probably like a road that I would take again. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so true. Right. And I think being a business owner, I think we naturally, you have to look at your dollars and cents. You have to know where your money is coming from. Um, but I think a lot of times people get so addicted to where's my next transaction and how can I make the most money out of that transaction that it ends up coming across in your content. And I think the, the premise of this entire conversation is how can I use my social platform to make people want to work with me and essentially as a recruiting tool. And I think the number one thing that's the most attractive to me, even if I'm going to hire someone, and I mean, I assume people feel this way when it comes to either hiring me um, or in this case, hiring you is we don't say that we're here to be hired, right? We're not on the platform right. saying like, hi, you can hire me. Um, and I'm really good at what I do in case you wanted to know, like, that's just not <laughs> what we do. Um, and I right. think that that's what I want people to really understand in this conversation is you can put out content and you can build the best downline ever, um, with people who are super bought in without having to sell it a single time. And I think that that's what I want people to walk away from or walk away from this conversation with. Um, but Chauncey, where else do you want to go with this? What do you want people to know specifically about recruiting and Instagram specifically, since Instagram is definitely my jam? Um, I would say with recruiting, um, so whether you're recruiting agents to your team or to your brokerage, to your downline, whatever the case is, um, very simply put, you can't get them unless you get them. You're failing at this because all you're trying to do is get them, but you never take the time to actually get them meaning spend time with people, understand what their goals are, what their problems are on an intimate level. Because again, you're treating this like it's a transaction um, and it is not. The mindset of a salesperson, the mindset of you know a realtor or a, a mortgage loan officer um, is totally different than that of a consumer. Um, and, and they already know what it feels like to be sold because that's what they do all day long. And you're going at it, trying to sell them, and they're they're calling your crap, you know, down on the floor. Um, and so I would just say, you know, to those of you that are struggling um, with that, take it from a different perspective and really come from a place of contribution and caring and stop chasing the recruit. Start chasing the problem solving, and then the recruiting will just simply just organically come. Um, my largest month, um, was I believe May of 2020 during the pandemic. And um, I brought on personally, just me, not my whole downline. I brought on 42 agents in one month by myself. And 99.99% of them found me on YouTube or on Instagram, booked a call with me. I talked to them about their problems and they joined. 
Some of them joined without even ever talking to me. And the only way that I was able to achieve that was I was willing to have conversations and understood that I may not get anything out of it, um, except for learning. And it turned into a wonderful month and now a wonderful team. So that that's what I would say in terms of those that are struggling um, with recruiting. Um, and then what was your other question? Specifically about Instagram, right? Like, so when we use Instagram to create content, I think this is, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I'm going to make this question more loaded um, than how I originally put it. But when we create content for Instagram, a lot of it is the mindset piece, right? It's how can we change what's going on between someone's ears? So when you're producing content, I think it's all about like, for example, right? What my clients, their biggest problems is that they think that Instagram is all about getting more followers, getting more likes and being able to um, say that they have a ton of people that are consuming their content. When in reality, a lot of them or every single one of them shouldn't be focused on that at all. It should be focused on the quality of the person that's coming through and the, are you having a conversation, right? My highest producing loan officer in my program has generated 50, five, zero new real estate partners in less than a year has been asked to be on four podcasts, including the podcast that he found me on two years ago, right? So how about that for full circle? And he has 600 followers on Instagram. So do, right. do you think he gives a crap about how many followers or how many likes he's getting on every single piece of content? So I want people to hear me say this and then Chauncey, please go let your brain go where it wants to go, right? So when we create a video about a problem that someone's overcoming or that they need to overcome and how we can solve that or how we have solved that for somebody else. I think what I want people to understand is get detached from how many video views you have, get detached from how many likes you're getting and start focus on focusing on if I can watch that video and I listen to my own video and I can say, damn, that was good. Like, I know I just crushed that. Somebody else is going to feel that too. Um, and so just talk to me about what, where your head's at with that. And I think we'll just see where this goes from there. I a hundred percent agree. Um, and I think I shared this with you before, but my YouTube channel, um, I, when I was, you know, really heavy into production, my YouTube channel was bringing probably 75% of my business. And I only had like 800 followers. My, my channel, um, each video that I would post would maybe get 300 views, like at most. And I was actually getting clients from it. And I started following all of these other people that had 50,000, 40,000 and 75,000 um, followers or subscribers on YouTube. But I noticed their production was like half of mine. So, so I understood what you just said um, at a very early stage of getting into social media, which was my goal is not to get the followers. The followers feel good. That's vanity, right? Like those are the vanity metrics. And it feels good to like, say I have 50,000 people following me. But what I really want to do is make sure that every single piece of content that I put out, that I have some sort of call to action. And that that, that video is revenue generating for me. If it's not revenue generating for me, then it did not do its job. Um, and so, no, I love the fact that you're putting out the message to like, forget the followers, forget the likes, how many, how many things, you know, did you say in that video that incited some sort of action in someone? And that is the most important thing. I cannot tell you how many people um, are way more influential in terms of followers than I am, but they can't call action to the floor like I do. They are not getting the calls booked. 
they are not getting the agents. They were not getting the sales and production. Now people watch it and it's cute, but they're just talking and they're just taking really pretty pictures. Um, and so make sure to listen to this girl. She knows what she's talking about. I 100% agree. Well, you certainly know what you're talking about, ma'am. And I love that we're doing this together. And I think that what, you know, and for me, when I'm, when I'm trying to create content and even as a content creator, right. As someone who's does like, that's my job, right. Is to put content out so that people can learn how to then do it themselves. I struggle with it too. Right. I, I look at my platform and I'm just like, man, you know, that video I thought would, would do better than that. That reel I thought would do better than that. Or, Hey, um, that mortgage company didn't hire me to speak because I don't know, for whatever reason, but they hired that person and my platform is better than that person, right? We have those things that go on between our ears. We're just, we're human. Um, But the reality is that I have been able to look at my content and look at my career as I don't need every single person to say yes to me because the right people who like me, who feel connected to who I am as, as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, as you know, all of the things, those are my people. Um, and those are the people who I'm going to be able to help. And then that person's going to turn into somebody that's going to go be, you know, a pounding pavement warrior is what I call it. But just somebody who's going to go talk about me to all of their friends over at the next meeting or the next coffee, you know, date that they go on. Um, and it's, it's about changing one person at a time. And my philosophy in my life and in my career specifically is if I can go to bed every night, knowing that I changed one person's life, just one um, or done something for one person that day that's going to make their business better then I get to go to bed at night knowing that I crushed it. Um, and I think that people need to stop thinking about Instagram at, or just social media in general as I get to help 500 people today. And if I don't, I'm a failure. Like it's just not, it's just not the reality of why we're doing what we're doing. No, absolutely. And, and the same thing with kind of going back to what I said with booking the calls and having the sales call conversations. You know, there were days that I would have 10 calls, you know, with agents and I went into it with a full day of, you know, six hours of, of a day talking to people. And I had to know that, you know what, I am dedicating this time to doing this, to letting people genuinely pick my brain and to answer questions and solve people's problems. And I don't expect anything in return. And so I'm, I have this six hours to spare. I'm going to do it. And it was amazing how that was almost like a boomerang effect for people just coming. Like I had people that, you know, were selling $50 million a year as, you know, a one or two person team um, that were coming to me saying, how on earth are you doing this? Like, what are you doing? And I'm giving, I'm contributing and I'm actually just looking to make a difference. And when you do that, people feel it and they come. But when you're just trying to recruit them so that they can become another number on the team or so that they can go and produce for you, um, you just get a totally different caliber person and you are also chasing instead of attracting. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I can tell that you're trying to sell me within the first 30 seconds of being on the phone with you, I'm, I'm going done. to hang up. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just done. going to hang up. Um, and I, I'm the same, right? Like I have very selective times on my calendar where people get to jump on it and talk to me. Um, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth never has anything to do with the Instagram power method. Cause honestly, whether you buy it or don't, I don't really care. Um, I know that will help you, but what I do care about is, can I change the way that you're looking at Instagram, whether you hire me or hire somebody else? Can I, can I change what's going on in your thought patterns? Um, because if I can do that, that's a success for me. Um, now, as you mentioned, right, ideally that turns into business for you down the road, 
Um, but I think one thing I want to touch on to wrap up our time together, and I, I know we're going to do this again, because there'll be 500 other topics that we can talk about. But um, one person I actually had a call just today about this um, with a lady who wants to start an account from scratch, right? She wants to start over. Um, her previous account was so over exp 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 every single picture was a branded photo shoot photo um and it was just like she knew it was too much when she had this company that she was paying do it um and so she calls me and, and really is like you know michelle we got to figure this out i just don't like it and i i don't want that to be what people think of me so you chauncey what would you tell her she's already with exp she's already doing a great job at her downline if you will the number she gave me was she says she has 29 people um in the seven, you know, phase seven, you'll have to correct me for not knowing the exact terminology, but, um, and she, her goal is 11 more to get to 40 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you think I can do that with Instagram? And I'm like, 1000% yes. Um, but you Chauncey, what would you tell her or tell anybody here? Who's like, I want to start over. I want to do this right. What would you tell them to do first and foremost? Um, identify who it is that they're talking to first and foremost, stop yelling at everyone. Um, so really kind of pinpoint the one or two or three different types of people that you, you'd like to talk to. Um, and then literally write down a list of all of their questions that you would think that they have, um, all of the problems and frustrations that you think that they have. And if you don't know, then you need to go and talk to some new agents, go into some Facebook groups, see the questions that people are asking, um, you know, just go and look. It's tons of resources out there where you can see the questions that agents are asking. Um, and that's what your content needs to be geared toward. Like, like you just need to focus on solving the problems for that particular um consumer or agent or whoever it is that you're going after um, and make yourself readily available. So your link tree shouldn't just be your Amazon store or go to my website for, for consumers to go and uh, book a, you know, buyer or seller consult. It should be something on there and mark some time on your calendar to actually contribute to the industry. And when you do that, you will find that everything will change. Um, and so that's, that would be my advice for that. I love it. And I tell people and uh, let me count the ways that we're aligned one more time. But uh, one of the homework assignments in my course, I actually have a printable that they're supposed to print out and it has where they have to get on the phone and they have to call three people that fit their ideal audience, whatever that category might be. Now I got to tell you, and I'm going to laugh at myself probably when I listen to this on the back end, but uh, there, the amount of people that I hear or that I talk to that say, I've, I have never called them to ask them about that. And I'm thinking to myself, like what, right? You're struggling with what kind of content to produce and your people are literally screaming it from the rooftops and you're just not paying attention to it. Um, so people Mm -hmm. are saying that all the time. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be posting about. I don't, I'm out of things to say. If you're out of things to talk about, then are you even still in business? Because come on. Right. Um, Every single day, there are different problems. There are different things that go on for different clients for various reasons. Um, I've had four calls today already, and all four of them have different different issues that I need to get on, on my phone and record a video about because they're that's value. That's what people need to hear. Um, so get out of your own way is what I would tell that person who wants to start over. Um, number two, I would tell them, get on video and start talking about the problems that you know your clients are having. 
Um, and the best resource, honestly, for what your potential or what potential agents might be struggling with as far as, um, you know, what kind of content can I produce to recruit is, I mean, the Facebook group lab code agents, if any of you guys are in that, um, yeah. Oh my goodness. It was like yeah. every single day I have to like mute the group because there's so many pieces of content that go into it every day, yes. but there are people who are That's like, I'm a agent and this, this, the sellers or the selling agent, uh, submitted this contract and this and this, and I didn't understand this. And all I'm trying to do is protect my buyer. Hello, bingo, record a video about it record a video about it. And that's, that's literally, I use that group. There used to be another group, um, uh, Barino, he passed away, but he ran a group and um, it was called like real estate rock stars. So when I first got started, it had about a hundred thousand agents in it that were constantly asking questions. Um, I'm in another called real estate mastermind, uh, which has probably 60 or 70,000 people. But I mean, I would just go in there and see the questions that people were asking and jot it down, um, you know, or any of my friends on my Facebook, you know, timeline, jot that stuff down in your notes, and then that becomes your content. And if if you're not that attentive and don't pay attention to that, then fine. Go on to Google Forms and create a freaking survey and, and email the link to the survey out or post it on your social media and say, hey guys, I'm looking to bring you the most valuable content possible. Could you click and fill out this survey and tell me what you want to hear? They will literally tell you you're just not asking or paying attention because you're just thinking about yourself and you just want to get them instead of actually take the time to get them. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing too, right, is even if you are, let's say you're brand new to recruiting and you just opened your brokerage, you're like, I don't even know how to go get my first person. I'm sitting here thinking like, where do I even begin? And that's making you decide not to create content, right? Maybe that's the paralyzing factor. You're like, I don't have anybody in my brokerage yet. How can I be talking about this? And I would tell that person, and I'm sure you would agree the problems will be the same, right? So whether you have 500 people on your team or whether you have zero and you're trying to get your first person, the if you go into lab code agents, if you go into real estate mastermind, if you go into the, one of the bazillion Facebook groups that are local to you, right? Because those, there also are those that exist. Um, and you see a comment from another agent asking a question who's struggling with something, answer that question. Even if you don't know the person, right? Even if it's somebody that has nothing to do with right. you, is not somebody you're trying to recruit. Um, it is free content that you can create and produce. Um, and I got to tell you, as somebody who's been doing this for a long time, that's my biggest pet peeve. Stop telling me you don't have content to create and stop telling me you don't have ideas oh, for content. Everything is content. Amen. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, just to kind of piggyback on that, and I know we're wrapping up. Um, yeah. When I first opened my boutique brokerage and I did not have very many agents, um, and this was pre-COVID, so you know, doing things face-to-face -face was a little bit more prevalent. Um, so not even using it um, directly with social, but something that I did was I started this campaign called Connect for Real. So the word connect and then the number four in the real. And my whole goal was to connect in person with all of these other realtors that were with different brokerages and um, were, you know, random teams. Um, that I just wanted to connect for real with them in real life because I'd, I'd been conversing with them online, but I never had like a face-to-face -face conversation. And I said, well, you know what? I got to 
drink coffee or I've got to eat lunch every day. So I'm going to invite people to come and connect for real with me. And what I would do is literally go, we would hang out, we would shoot the breeze. They would tell me about their business. They would tell me a little bit about them. We always took a selfie and then I would do a little write-up about them on my social media. I would tag them in that write-up. So now their audience is also exposed to me. And I can't tell you how that became a thing where people would message me and say, you haven't invited me to a connect for all yet. Like, what do you have left on your calendar? And in that year, uh, what was it? 2019, I did, I made it to almost a hundred connect for reels. And out of those hundred connect for reels that I did, I kid you not, 42 of those agents are in my downline right now. Think about that. Like, let's talk, let's think about math for a second. You just said a hundred connect for real meetings. So that's one in every, like call it three days, like just for easy math, right? One right. in every three days. I hope that person was buying your coffee the next time around. Um, but I know I'd be <laughs> buying your coffee if we were doing that, but uh, it's just guys, like it's not rocket science. And I think so many people are looking for excuses to wait to get started um, I think people w- are waiting for an excuse for like the world's best idea ever to pop up into their heads. Um, and I think the way that social content works is honestly doing it bad first, right? Because where oh, yeah. do we learn? How do we learn? How do we get better at what we're supposed to be doing? How do we make uh, pivots and how do we adjust? Um, you know, and one of my bread and butter things that everybody kind of knows me for is I teach people how to convert in their DMs. That's like my thing, right? Generating leads in your DMs from conversations. So how do we do that? Right? Well, guess what guys, for everybody listening for the first year plus of me being a business now I'm, I'm in year eight, uh, which is still hard for me to believe, but, um, the first year of business, I was that girl, right? I sent the cold DM saying, Hey, I know you don't know me, but I'd love to jump on a call with you. And I did it. I did the same shit that I tell people, excuse my French, to not do, right? And I tell people to not do that now. Why? Because I did it and I went through the pain of doing it to then figure out how to make it work and do it better. (laughs) And I think that that's the biggest thing, right? Do it wrong, fail forward, because the best way for you to get better at doing anything is by doing it, period. Um, Chauncey, I love everything about you. I I feel like you and I could just literally talk for hours and hours and hours, but, um, if you could, I would love people for people to be able to get connected with you. Um, just as you said, to pick your brain. Um, and if they want to pick your brain, they have to pay for your coffee. I'm just going to say that out loud right now to anybody (laughs) listening. Um, but how can we get connected with you? How do we, um, get in touch with you if we, if we want to do so, um, and just let people know. Uh, very easily go to chaunceyfam.com and fam is spelled P-H-A-M, like pretty hot and tempting. Remember that? P-H-A-T for fat. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, a 90s reference, but chaunceyfam.com um, or you can just go to YouTube, type in my name, Chauncey Fam, or I'm on Instagram as estate underscore chick underscore real. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for pouring into my audience guys, this lady is the real deal. And I'm so grateful to know her. Um, please go connect with her. If you have ever wondered how to do this and you want more of her time, that's the best way to do it. I will put her information in the show notes, all of the links for her. Um, so if you guys want to get in touch with her and make it really easy, you'll just have to click on that button. But other than that, thank you for joining and thank you for attending this episode of coffee and questions. And we will see you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.